On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, Alabama, Texas, likely at 11 a.m., Ajay Hall makes headlines again, and we're talking SEC matchups and potential pods. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host. I don't feel like I said that as smooth as I should have. So today on Locked on Longhorns, we're going to be talking about Alabama and Texas potentially playing at 11 a.m. on September 10th. Ajay Hall is making headlines again. And we're talking potential SEC pods and matchups when Texas moves to the SEC. Joined by George Corkian on today's show, Oklahoma's Finest. What up, John? <laughs> What's up, George? All right, so first, Fox has picked up the biggest game of the year for Texas outside of the Red River shootout, Alabama, Texas, second week of the season, September 10th. But many people are speculating that this game will be the big noon kickoff game, which means it'll be 12 Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. So how do you feel about Texas and Alabama possibly the biggest game of the year? definitely the biggest game of the week being played at 11 a.m. Oh man, I uh I hate it, honestly. <laughs> uh, I've been to I've been to four Texas games in my life. Um three of them at 11 a.m., one of them at 7:30 p.m. and uh yeah, no the 11 a.m. It, it's just uh it's 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 too hot. Early September Austin, Texas. I mean, you're talking 105, 110 degrees on the field. Um, I feel like this has been a thing. I mean, I think Texas OU has been at 11 a.m. for the last what decade, maybe if not more. Um, it's just it's it's too much, man. Uh, it's it's hot. It's uh, it, it's not a great scenario for the fans. Not a great scenario for the players. Um, you know, you look for any advantage you can have in these situations, but nah, it's. Uh, no, not a fan. Um, really disappointed when I found out Fox had the game. I was really hoping that would be the uh, the six thirty ABC, you know, kickoff with the Herb Street, you know, maybe game day. Who knows? But uh, I was disappointed when I found out that that was going to be the case. What about you? Yeah. So, like on the bright side, I mean, we'll get to hear, you know, the great Gus Johnson call it, you know, the the great Joel Clatt and, and Jenny Taft on the sidelines. So we'll get the All Star Fox crew. Uh, but the more I thought about it, this definitely should not be an 11 o'clock game. And I know that Texas fans are used to it because our biggest game of the year every year is the Red River rivalry, which is at 11 a.m. But there's no other matchup that week even remotely close to Texas, Alabama. And you can say what you want about Texas, but even Alabama, period, like they should be at 730 at night. But you add Texas to it and the hype you know, around this team, the hype around Alabama, who was the runner-ups last year, the champions before that, this game, a la Texas and LSU, should be the night game. This should be the game at 6.30, 7.30, where everybody's watching. Now, granted, it's Alabama, Texas. Everybody's going to be watching at 11 a.m., but there's no reason this game should be played at 11. And I think they're banking on the fact that people are going to watch it regardless. You know, I'm that NFL fan that's watching – 
London games at 8.30 a.m. So, of course, I'll be watching Texas at 11. But this definitely should be the 7.30 game. It should be that primetime night game. I mean, you mentioned it, like how uncomfortable that is going to be for the fans and the football players. But just outside of that, like I said, I feel like it needs to be the big 7.30 night marquee game. And, of course, it's college football, so none of these games are standalones. Even your 7.30 game, you're going to have other games going on at that time. But it needs to be the big night yeah. game in Austin, Texas, like Texas going against Alabama. My, yeah, concern. I, I don't care about the TV. It's not important to me. What what You watch the, the Texas-LSU game from the borough, you know, that LSU year where, I mean, we, we held our own. I, you need kind of like some buildup. You need the fans to kind of you – know, it's a full day, get charged up. You got that loud crowd. I mean, 11 a.m., as someone who's been to games there, I mean, most of these, you know, the, the fan waking up at like 10, 15. So uh, it's really disappointing, man, honestly. Like I was really, really hoping that would be the, uh, like the Herb Street, you know, let's let's get it going at night. Crumb gets going, but, you know, 11 a.m., I I guess if we got to do it, we got to do it, you know, show up and strap yeah. up. But uh, I, it, it, it kind of sucked when I found that out today. It's it's going to be the 11 a.m. It's going to be the big news. So, yeah. And and so inside Texas, they had like some good stats on that today. Um, they said that like six of last year, six of the big noon kickoff games were the highest rated games of the week. And two of them were second. So basically eight of the big noon kickoff games were either the highest rated game of the week or the second highest rated. And there's no secret that Texas Alabama will be the highest rated uh, game of the week. Like I said, you'll have Joel Clatt calling it. You'll have Gus Johnson calling it. It's going to be um, a great game, you know, TV wise, and, and they're going to make their money uh, regardless of what time slot they put it in. Of course, they want to continue to build their brand with the big noon kickoff. Um, but I just think it should have been at, at, at 730. I think it should have been at night. I think it should have been, like you said, something that you can build up all day, whether it's on TV, you know, talk about it all day. But even the fans being able to tailgate and all of that, like you said, like you wake up and the game is about to start, <laughs> like regardless of what time you no. wake up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, like, yeah. like, like I said, I, I, I woke up for for three out of the five games I've been to at like nine in the morning. It's just you're not. As a man, you're not all there. You're like, I, you know, I was on six last night. I was having a good time. Now I got to wake up, you know, show up to this game. I, I was really, really hoping this would be the, uh, you know, ABC like game of the week. Maybe you know, game day make an appearance. When I found out it was going to be Fox, I knew it was going to be the the big noon kickoff. Man, it's just it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's uh, it's early. Uh, but you know what? Show up and show out. See what they yeah. do. So they, they said the average weather the second week in Austin is around 93 degrees. And so I'm assuming we'll get uh, around 93 degrees as well. Um, like I said, it's going to be closer to, you know, feel like 100 on the field, especially when you're out there running and hitting. Uh, but, you know, maybe this will give Texas an advantage. You know, we're going to be more used to the heat than the Alabama players are. Um, and so maybe Alabama will, will come in and, and be a little hot. You know, maybe it'll be a little too hot to dominate us like most people think they will. Um, and so maybe that gives us a little bit of an, an advantage there. Um, and, you know, as we said, all eyes are going to be on the game. You know, the stands are going to be full. Everybody's going to be watching on TV, whether it's at 11 a.m., 11 p.m. It could be at 3 a.m. You know I mean? That was just going to be the I, highest grade, yeah. graded I'll, game I'll on TV. That I'll, I'll be watching regardless, but, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, – 
yeah, you know, we wish it was later at night, but at the end of the day, we get Texas, Alabama, the second week of the season. We get Quinn Ewers versus Bryce Young. You know, we get B. John Robinson versus Will Anderson. You know, we get Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, Isaiah Nair, and Ajay Hall out there, hopefully, against his old team. We'll talk about Ajay Hall here in a minute, but it's Texas, Alabama, regardless. And like you said, just like Texas, Oklahoma, you know, regardless of what time it is, the, the Texas fans are going to show up and show out for it. And so, and Alabama fans will too. So it's going to be an event regardless. They'll be there. All right. Quick word from our sponsors. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. They just sent me a bunch of them. They are amazing. I would not lie to you. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now, and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow. So go get them today at Built.com. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so Texas's newest receiver. Ajay Hall transferred from Alabama. There were a lot of concerns at Alabama. Of course, he had the drops in the national championship game, ended up having four catches for 72 yards last year after he dominated Alabama's spring game in 2021. And there were some concerns uh, about academics, about him causing rifts, um, about him being upset that he didn't get the ball enough. All in all, that led him to enter the transfer portal, transfer to the University of Texas, commit to the University of Texas. But since then, he has deleted all his University of Texas related posts on his social media. And that got people to inquiring why Ajay Hall may have deleted all of his posts off of social media. That led to a report coming out saying that Ajay Hall has scrubbed all of his posts off of social media and that he was no longer on the Texas roster. We have to debunk that really quickly and say that he was never on the Texas roster because he has not arrived on campus yet. So that was whoever trying to start some mess. Nonetheless, Ajay Hall did scrub all of the Texas pitchers off of his social media, leading Texas fans and people associated with the 40 acres to wonder what is going on with Ajay Hall. George Corkian, what are your thoughts on the Ajay Hall fiasco? Oh, man. Um... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you want to come play here, come play here, man. Uh, you don't, you don't. Uh, there's somebody to back you up, somebody to take a spot if you don't come. Uh, I would love to have him. I mean, he's a, obviously an incredibly talented player, going to really improve the roster. I remember talking to you about this a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have him here. Uh, and, you know, it's been two weeks, and you know, we're already dealing with the deletion of, you know, social media stuff and him not wanting to come here. Maybe he does. Who knows? Like trying to play the you know recruiting game, maybe getting some money. I, I, I don't know. But like, I would love to have him here. Uh, but if, you know, if he doesn't, he doesn't want to be here, he don't want to be here. And that's, uh, that's totally his prerogative. You know, I hope that uh, whether or not he comes to Texas or not, that he makes whatever decision is best for him, uh, his career. Uh, want him to succeed in whatever he does, but um, I just feel like we're at a point right now in the program where you can't really, you know, fault guy for leaving or fault him for coming. You know, it's just like if you want to come play, you want to come succeed. I think he would be an instant 
jolt of electricity to the program uh, and to the offense. But you know, if he if he feels his talents would be more useful elsewhere, then uh, you know that's that that's his decision. And I wish him the best of luck. Yeah. So let me say that Chip Brown has reported that. Ajay Hall still plans to enroll at the end of May before you scare the Texas fans. Um, His seven on seven coach did say um, that the reports were total BS and that he does plan to enroll at the end of May. So Ajay Hall, it seems after all of this will be a Texas Longhorn. So more of the question is, what do I think about Ajay Hall scrubbing his social media? I, I don't think it's a question of whether or not he wants to be here or not. I mean, and you know, granted, he hasn't signed on the dotted line. He hasn't enrolled. So anything could happen. But per his 707 coach, he will be playing for the University of Texas. I say that, you know, I was kind of out on the Ajay Hall thing at first. And when he committed, I, because I am a Texas fan, I support anything and all things Texas Longhorns. I decided to get on board. And I understood that Jeff Banks and Steve Sarkeesian had done their due diligence. And if they were going to bring in a player that they recruited at Alabama in a Jai Hall, they understood what type of player they were getting. And what seemed like a luxury at first kind of became a necessity when you had three wide receivers into the transfer portal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because now it's like, okay, a Jai Hall let's just take Troy O'Meary out of it for a second. He's never caught a pass. So now you're looking at it and you're saying a Jai Hall is your bona fide wide receiver four, unless you want to put Casey Kane above him because he's been in the system. And so now it's like, you're going to rely on a Jai Hall for production this year. I think with everything that went on with the Jai Hall at Alabama, you, we can't really afford him the benefit of the doubt yet. As we've mentioned, this is a player that Nick Saban and the players on the team decided that they would be better off without. We know Ajay Hall is freaky talented. We know he's 6'3 with a 6'8 wingspan, and we know he has hands like an NBA player. But he hasn't afforded that benefit of the doubt or that credibility yet to already be causing these types of waves at the University of Texas. Now, understand it's just social media, and what we're going to do is super read into it probably too much. We saw when Kyler Murray was going through his contract stuff, he deleted all of his posts, and that was front-page news. When Debo Samuel wanted a trade, he re- – what's the word I'm looking for? Deleted everything off his Instagram, unfollowed the 49ers, and that was front-page news. So, of course, Ajay Hall deleting all of his posts off of social media, Texas-related, is going to cause a rift. And my only question to a Jai Hall is why? If you're leaving Alabama and trying to leave all of that negative stuff behind, why would you come to the University of Texas and within a month have people questioning whether you're committed or not? I'm not saying anything yeah. about a Jai Hall, the person. I'm not saying he's wrong for deleting the post off of his social media. If Xavier Worthy were to do that, we will question it. Of course, we would panic. But he's earned the benefit attack, of the yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Jordan Whittington has earned the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Ajah Hall, you haven't done anything at the University of Texas yet. And it remains no. to be seen what you will do, what we will get from you, what type of player you are, if you're reliable, if you'll be able to stay with the team or play on the field 
for all 12, hopefully more games this year. So I just don't like the fact that you come in right away before you've even arrived on campus and you have people debating whether or not you're committed to this football team. You know who it, John, honestly, man, you know, it kind of reminds me of is Brew McCoy from last year. Same vibe, or sorry, two years ago, year before. It, it really gives me the same, like Brew McCoy, like I'm here, I'm there, I'm here, I'm there, I'm a delete and then add back on, I'm a commit, decommit. Same type of vibe to me, man. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd more than welcome a talent like his to the 40 acres. Uh, I think you would too, and everybody else, you know, who wears burnt orange, burnt orange would as well. But it's like, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it really just gives me like Brew McCoy, like he's here. Oh, wait, never mind. He changed his mind. Oh, wait, he's back. Oh, maybe he's gone now. I don't know. Um, I know that he was never on the roster. Those reports were silly uh, that he was taken off the roster. He was never on the roster. I know that the day after he committed, he took everything Texas-related off of his profile. At the same time, it's like, ah, we've never heard him verbally say, like, I'm committed to this coach. I'm committed to this program. We've never seen him tweet it, text it, nothing. It's like, he was here. Maybe he's here. Maybe he's not. I would love to have him here because the dude's a beast. But at the same time, like, I mean, who's to, who's to say? And I, I should have said this earlier in the segment. So he did do the story with Chip Brown. What was that? Mm-hmm. That wasn't even – because I, I talked about that when I was in Nashville, I think. Or not even – that was after Nashville. So that, that wasn't even two weeks ago. He did the story with Chip Brown. And then, oh, like, a week ago, somebody had tweeted about, like, the fastest players on the team, and he tweeted, I'm going to sneak up in there. I think that was, like, May 11th or 12th. So that wasn't even a week ago. So all signs seemed to him coming to the University of Texas. And I know that he said, like, the Alabama fans weren't loving, and Alabama fans do talk a lot of mess. They had a field day today when they ran with that fake report about him no longer being on the roster. But also one thing that Alabama fans said was, good luck dealing with his cryptic tweets and good luck trying to assess what his mood is and where he is. And yet today, the entire Longhorn Nation was wondering what's going on with the Jai Hall. I got an email from a fan today asking me what's going on with the Jai Hall. And so all I'm saying is, is you haven't done anything yet at the University of Texas to earn the benefit of the doubt, to earn the type of cash at. You are coming off of leaving a tumultuous tenure at the University of Alabama. And before you've even arrived on campus, you already have everybody at Texas questioning your commitment level. I just don't like that from a player that's coming over with a checkered pass. I don't like that. Now, it could just be social media. We could just be overreacting to everything. He could simply be deleting the post. But if you know everything that's been said about you at Alabama, you know how people feel about you. You know that you have to come to the University of Texas and prove yourself, prove that everything everybody has said about you in the past has been wrong. Why delete your commitment post before you even arrive on campus knowing the type of reaction that's going to cause? Why not say, I've been through a lot. I've caused a lot. I'm going to come to the University of Texas, put my head down and get to work. And I'm not saying he's doing that, but he knew what deleting those posts would do. He knew what type of reaction deleting those posts would do. And yet here we are questioning whether a Jai Hall is committed to the University of Texas or not. 
because he wanted to delete some social media posts knowing the type of reaction it would cause. I'm just not a huge fan of that. I'm a huge fan of a Jai Hall. I'm a huge fan of this Texas football team, and I'm hoping it works out. But I'm not a huge fan of him coming in here and causing issues purposely, causing confusion purposely because he wants to be cryptic and he wants to have fun on social media. Knowing what you just came off of at Alabama, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, no, it might be a Addison thing. I, I, I mean, if that's the if Addison that's the has case. Addison has 1600 yards last year, we know what we're getting from him. No, you he, have four he, catches he, for 72 he, yards in your career. That that's the Bolitnikov winner. So if, uh, if there's you a little more hype for him, uh, that's to be expected because kind of won the award you know for the <laughs> the best player at that position so if, if there's a little more hype that's okay uh and just gotta kind of accept that uh, move on but no i mean i want him here the guy is a beast um i i, I watched actually some highlights today of some some older film so pick six thrown in an alabama game and i saw him literally hit a linebacker like seven yards out of bounds yeah. like just on a block like a kickback block and i was like Yo, damn, dude is a <laughs> dude's a beast. He's a great football player. I, I really, really want him in the burn orange. But uh, I mean, the, the the cryptic stuff. I mean, you know, come if you want, don't if you want. I, I got faith in Sark. I got faith in the staff. And if you be a part, I I feel like everyone in burn orange is gonna gonna want you to be. Yeah, great player, but definitely don't like these rifts that he's causing. And, and hopefully he can come out this season and ball out at the 40 acres. But like I said, I want him to make headlines on the field, not off the field. And so far, we've seen more headlines off the field than on the field. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right so really quickly there's reports that the sec does not want to do divisions when texas and oklahoma arrives instead they want to do pods and the pods will have three teams so four teams total i should say each team will play the three teams in their pod every year without question. And then the rest of the schedule will be randomized. So, George, when Texas enters the SEC, if they are in a four-team pod, which three teams should they play every year without question and why? Oh, man. Um, you hit me with this question about an hour and a half ago. And I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, this might be unpopular. I'm going to go A&M, Texas school, SEC. I'm going to go A&M. I'd love to play them every year again. I'm going to go LSU and Arkansas. Uh, OU, you know, I, I I mean, if if they were to replace one of the one of those three schools, I'd be cool with it. But I just feel like the, the point of adding 
OU and Texas to the SEC is to add some parity to two of the storied your storied programs, you know, in college football. So I'm going to go no OU, and go LSU, Arkansas, A&M. What about you? All right, so I'm going to go OU. I'm going to start out. We have to continue to play OU every year. That's our biggest rival, Red River rivalry, Red River shootout, one of the highest rated games every year. Texas and OU fans, of course, Texas and Texas A&M fans, they spend all day on the internet arguing. You have to play that game every year. You have to continue to play that game every year. OU and Texas have to be in the same pod. That is non-negotiable. Texas A&M is my second team. They've been running from it for a long time. We've heard the reports about how they didn't want Texas in the SEC. They only wanted to be the only Texas team in the SEC. That's why they moved from the Big 12 to the SEC, to have their own brand. We've also heard reports that if they go to a pod system, they don't want Texas in their pod. Everybody on the Texas side is telling me that's true. Everybody on the AM side is telling me that's not true. Yeah, it's not shocking. I'm going to choose to believe what I want to believe and that they're running from this smoke. But when we come to the SEC, they won't be allowed to. We need to play Texas A&M every year and let them know who the dominant school in Texas is. First of all, we need to become the dominant school in Texas again and take that from Baylor, you know. But once we do, we need to play Texas A&M every year and let them know what they've been missing since they left the Big 12. The next one is tricky for me. Oh, I mean, excuse me, Oklahoma, Texas A&M were not tricky. The next one comes down to Arkansas or LSU now, both closer to Texas. I'm going to go LSU, though. I just know, like, the Louisiana-Texas connection that LSU, Texas, so many people, you could talk about whether it was from the hurricane or just period. So many people from Louisiana are in Texas way more than Arkansas in Texas. I think you can afford to play Arkansas every couple of years and still have a great rivalry. But LSU and Texas, those border states, LSU, I mean, Louisiana and Texas, that game goes crazy. I remember going to the LSU-Texas baseball game. I didn't go to the game. I remember watching it. Excuse me. That game was crazy. Imagine football every single year between LSU and Texas. We need that. So my four-team pod would be the University of Texas, LSU, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. And they would play each other every year. Now, I know that would look – those are Texas's dream teams, I guess, of, to play every year. I know those wouldn't be like LSU's dream teams and probably not, you know, Texas A&M's. But if I had to create a pod for Texas, those are the three teams I would want to see them play every year. Alabama, Florida, Auburn, Arkansas, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. We'll play them when we play them. But LSU, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, need that every year, every season, without question. Final words. No, I uh, – I mean, dude, th this whole conversation is is completely insane to even think about the fact that we're going to play, you know, in the SEC. Uh, I just – I don't know, man. The OU thing, like – you tell me, John. Uh, back in the day – Texas, like it's so much more of like a, I don't know. It's uh, it's Texas. It's the you know the heat, of the, the the rivalry, the state pride. There's a lot more that goes into it. Oh, you tech. It's like 
I could deal with that every couple years. I feel like you got to have one of the two. In my opinion, I feel like A&M and that Arkansas, you know, you go back Southwestern Conference days, like, I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. The, the OU, the OU thing, like, uh, I, I agree and also disagree in a way where it's like, I feel like we could make it, that game is going to be super hype. You play that in, in Jerry World every couple of years. A&M, Texas, I mean, you play that Texas Motor Speedway, you got 130,000 people at the stadium, guaranteed 100%. They're never, I, I, I just, I find it hard to believe that they're going to do the, you know, give Texas like the two big rivalry games and then let them pick the third. I feel like if, if I had to pick one of the two, I'm going A&M. LSU, Arkansas, like that's uh, you go Southwestern Conference robbery, you go A and M, which is that's going to be huge every year, and then LSU, um, you know who, you know selfishly might be my favorite SEC school outside of Texas when they join the conference. So that's going to be uh, that would be my my uh, my pick of the three. For sure. So we'll just have to see when they get to the SEC. But until then, me and George will disagree on that. Once again, Locked On Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ajay Hall, please go put those Texas posts back up. You've given everyone in Austin, Texas, and everyone associated with the 40 Acres a heart attack today. I am rooting so hard for you, but you are making it so hard for me. Until next time, Longhorn Nation, peace.